One, Zarenthir, Midwinter, the month of the storm. 998YK, an outpost on the eastern borders of Breland. A shortened lightning rail crackles across the eastern lands of Breland, heading towards the enormous expanse of swirling fog that has enshrouded the former nation of Sire for the past four years. It feels very odd that you're riding these rails yet again. It's a mix of anticipation, joy, remorse, and dread as you approach your former beloved nation. And yet, all does not seem lost. It has been six years since you've left this nation, and four years since your dreams and plans were engulfed in this catastrophic cloud of destruction in an event since named the Day of Mourning. Many rumors and tales have spread about this incident, and even more strange horrors have emerged from Sire, which is now called the Mornland, and far too few have actually escaped the gray mist to preach the truth within. For one thing, though, stories have circulated across the nation of Corvair, especially in the circles you've been hanging around in. They have mentioned the development of an outpost along the fringe of the Mornland, a place where groups of bold scavengers, brave adventurers, or sorry scum congregate. Some of these folk try to find work, sell their stolen wares, or simply pilfer from the fallen former jewel of Sire. An outpost named Salvation appears in the distance. Like the desperate souls here for now, the outpost looks stitched together with desperate scrap holding it together. Why has it taken you this long to return to this place, this outpost, this salvation? Now you're here, and survival and salvation requires quick wit, a strong constitution, and maybe even a friend watching your back. Yet, returning to this very spot feels like a bookend of sorts. Or is it the beginning of a new chronicle? Only an oracle could speak to that. Orange Eyes presents a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign. DM'd by Alex LaFerrier. Starring Andrew Gallagher playing Erd. Ian Selig playing Garum. And John Selig playing Graf. Eberron Chronicles, Oracle of War, Season 1. There before you is this outpost in which you've only heard about. And as the lightning rail docks in the familiar metal platform, the sight before you is not like something you've seen. It has changed. And when you arrive there, and you see a, this huge crowd of people, and you can't pick out familiar faces from them. And that's when you see this one poor, desperate person get jumped right at, immediately after leaving the train. What's that person look like? He looks to be a bum of sorts. You know, he's asking some of these people coming out of the train for some coins, and before you know it, they jumped him. I honestly think Graf wouldn't even notice. Erd, Erd sees the crowd and, and the beating happening, and he just kind of chuckles to himself. Ah. Some things haven't changed. This is my kind of place. And I just, he kind of lends an ear to what's what's going on and like of the crowd and trying to get like a an idea of the context of what's happening in case, you know, his uh, safety's in danger. 
You kind of hear some people like, ah, I'm here to find copper, not give it away to you, bum. Ah, get out of here, scumbag. And you, like start kicking dirt in his face. It, it, it doesn't seem of anything of his quarrel or anything to do with him. So if, if it's none of his business, he's just going to keep on moving. He's trying to keep a low profile in this in this train station and lightning rail station. And, you know, he, he he's he's here on his own accord and, and doesn't want to get caught up too early. This is none of my business. Bird keeps moving. I see this unfolding, and as I am going about my business, I walk a little bit closer to the action. I don't approach forcefully or loudly. I just kind of meander as if I am meant to go that direction. I make sure that they're not doing any substantial damage. If it's just a couple of punches to the gut, to the arm, maybe taking his money, that's fine, but if it starts getting, you know, lethal, I might interject. It's not lethal. It's more like scuffling, and they're just giving him a, a rough time, taking whatever copper he has in his cup and spitting on the ground he walks on. Erd, you notice a familiar shifter sort of approach the, the crowd, the group, as you're looking on and chuckling. <laughs> it's a face. It's a person you feel you recognize. I could I could swear that. It's got to be gotta be him and I kind of kind of look over and then assess the situation on the on the side you know maybe kind of like lean up against the wall watching what's going on and you hear kind of just like a little uh he starts making a little like tap on his on his shoulder to be like a little covert and just kind of like uh, ramble uh, just kind of rambling a little bit and talking to himself, but you hear him kind of a ramble. Garen, with your finely tuned ears, you recognize a voice and a tone you haven't heard in a while. I know that gruff voice anywhere. Erd? Erd kind of kind of perks up a little bit. Is, is that really? Garum? What are you? And Erd kind of sees Garum putting, inserting himself a little bit into this situation and kind of chuckles to himself. Ah. Your heart always gets a little, little the best of you, Garum, huh? And because like, hey, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing this, to see you here. I, I can't believe that you're here. What, what brought you here at this time? We don't have time to talk about this. Uh, this situation's kind of ridiculous with this guy getting beating up, beat up here. I, I think we should kind of mosey on our way out of here, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to see a familiar face. Now that the crowd has sort of been dissipating into their various locations, you can see most of them are heading down the main pathway uh, that leads to what seems to be a tavern of sorts. There are a, you know, disheveled buildings and you know wood strapped onto metal scraps. All sorts of things make up salvation. You can see various pieces of buildings brought in, you know, broken up armaments, these all these different components riveted together, strung together. It's very reminiscent of the things that you have done in your own right as a bunch of scrappers years ago. This area of salvation is actually in the land of Breland, but it is on the borders of Sire, former Sire, now the Mornland. So as that crowd of people kind of like goes um, you know, toward the tavern, Graf walks with them. He didn't notice he didn't even, you know, we grew up rough. So seeing a guy getting beaten up, especially a homeless guy fighting with whoever, like doesn't even register. Well, at this point, seeing two familiar forces collide or, you know, stand next to one another brings back images of former compatriots. And you see what looks to be Erd and Garum. 
Huh. Had a feeling. A feeling you see Erd kind of look over his shoulder and he's kind of taken aback. Graf, you're you're here. And you see Erd like light up, but he's trying to contain himself a little bit uh, in the station, not to like lead people on anymore. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to see you. You here, Graf? Graf just like cracks the tiniest hint of a smile and is just like, "Where else would I be?" I can't believe that we're all here together. That we all happen to make it here on the same day. Pretty big coincidence. I I was sure some of you guys got caught up in, in, in the in, in, in the blast in the Moorland. I didn't. I didn't expect all you guys to survive. I mean, you guys have skills, but I didn't think you were you were that skilled to make it along. I just look him up and down. Likewise, when that happened, I didn't know whether or not I should try to come back. But it's wonderful to see both of you again. You're all right. Likewise. It's in this moment where the three of you have reconvened like pieces of scrap metal and debris finding their way here in salvation. Rough and tumble people in a rough and tumble place. It seems beyond belief. And yet here the three of you are. Is it a salvation of source for your own? We're not sure. What's that bum up to? What's his status? The mob has sort of gone their separate way now. You can see most of them heading to the Grey Beyond Tavern. You know, a lot of them were just giving him shit and just like kicking up the dirt in his face. If, if you don't mind me asking, what the fuck happened around here? Welcome to Salvation. It's a place where the likes of us come to gather. Likes of us? What do you mean us? Erd kind of looks around, you know, <laughs> he's, he's scruffy, scruffier than normal, scruffier than when he was as a bouncer. You can see that he's been through some shit. Uh, his, his knuckles are kind of like cut up and bruised. It, it's been quite the battle for him to get here. It's somehow both more built up and looking in pretty bad shape. It looks like if the junkyard turned into a city. Not everyone comes to salvation. It's that place in between the kitchen sink where all the grime builds up. That's salvation. Mm, seems like my kind of place. What, what the heck brought you here? Why are you so down on your luck, huh? I used to be a part of a salvage crew, but things don't always go my way. Well, clearly you're on the street. You're just getting the shit kicked out of you. And flips him a copper piece. He looks up with you know, a little bloody lip and a dirty grin, and he's like, <laughs> thanks, buddy. I knew it was bad, but after seeing it, definitely could use some wine. Always. I know you. Where's there a good place to get a drink? My buddies are thirsty over here. He points off in the distance. The Grey Beyond Tavern. <laughs> the Grey Beyond, huh? I see what they did there. They'll treat you right. Looking for a drink, looking for a job. Either way, Grey Beyond's got something for you. He starts walking away. The Grey Beyond whatever. I mean, just follow the smell of alcohol, Graf. I know what you're looking for. You think I need to smell it? I just know. <laughs> <laughs> also, I see your way with people hasn't changed at all, Erd. Well played. Us three walking again. Erd is happy to be with people he knows, uh, these compatriots. He's been alone for a while, and he doesn't necessarily show it, but he's got a little bit of a, a more of a smirk than he normally has. We make our way over to the tavern. The gray beyond is much like the rest of Salvation. Dirty, rough, uncouth, and with a touch of magic in the air that could be the promise of riches or just another vile spell wafting in from the mornland to tear you limb from limb. Scavengers like you come here to spend your hard-earned coin on expensive drinks and cheap food, sharing wild rumors and half-truths about the ruined nation of Sire. Some call it the mornland, 
Others call it the gray, but it's the land of death and opportunity for all who gather here. The tavern's common room is built around the salvage board, a place where brokers of salvation post bills for jobs they need doing in the gray. This board is the beating heart of your industry and the jobs it provides, your lifeblood. You walk into the gray beyond and you can see people gathered around various tables and a piano plays in the distance. So, my friend, it's been a long time. Six years, right? Has it been six? Earth, what have the last few years been like for you? You guys heard of the underground wrestling circuit? I have not. I got enveloped in this world and uh, before I knew it, a couple bad bets, a couple bad fixes and... Uh, I had a couple people running after me, and Erd uh, kind of kind of rambles off, and he looks at his his busted up hands and his face, and it, it just didn't work the way I wanted it to. It, it just they eat you alive out there, and he kind of like looks away and doesn't seem too happy. I mean, what about you guys? I I can only imagine what happened to you. So for me, it hasn't been the most exciting. I've been living most of these past six years off in the woods. Protecting an old landmark. Six years alone in the woods? That's a lot even for you. It took a while to get used to. The complete lack of interactions at all. But after a while, being around nature felt right. It felt really good to be immersed in nature once again. I don't know, now I'm afraid to be back. It's hard to deal with people again. It's overwhelming. Wow. It's okay, you can practice with Erd. Well, that sounds quite tame compared to where I was. Well, we're all here now. All right, well, I'm glad you made it back in one piece. Stay. You can see that the bartender behind the bar wiping down the counter immediately looks over to you guys. Fresh blood. He calls out to the patrons that are sitting right by beside there, and they all kind of look over too. Seems like everyone's holding a secret, but they're not willing to tell it. Everyone seems to have something about them. From the piano player to the bartender. The bartender looks over to you three again. What do you have? You're either going to spend your coin or you're working for coin. You're either going to talk to me or look at that board. And he points over to the middle of the room and there's a giant, rough, wooden board that has different notes pinned upon it. Graf just walks up to the bartender and gets really close and says, Delightful. And then goes to look at the board. Erd goes up to the bartender. Fresh blood? And we get some alcohol mixed in there. That'll fix the problem puts down a copper piece. You got it. You can see he starts making this terrible brew and he starts pouring something into it. It's like a red sludge. And he pours it and he slides it down your way. Erd kind of takes a little sniff. It's strong. Can I do like a a little investigation roll here to to see if he's trying to poison me or do anything? Intelligence investigation. 11. It's some strong alcohol. You pour damn strong pine here. It raises it up. Takes a little sip. It starts making his way over to the board with Graf. So, Erd, how was it? It's it's good. They pour strong drinks here. I mean, they must need it to get through this place. That's the way we like it. I recommend it. He raises up the drink. Barkeep, I'll take one, too. Yeah, same, same. I'm not making any drinks until you pay up. I toss him a copper. <laughs> and again, he starts making the strong drink. Thick, dark liquid gets poured in. Erd, it has a very strong taste of bitter, maybe even rotten tomato. He kind of, and it's still strong. As long as it does the job, I don't care. I've drinking much worse. The troll's nose kind of trails off. 
I walk up, but bartender, what do you have that's um, maybe a little more top shelf than uh, what my friend Erd here is drinking? Top shelf? What do you think this is? A Galanda Hotel? I'm sure that's something fancy to you, but I'm just trying to understand. It, it can't all be rotten tomato curd. Do you have anything like besides that? We can give you some straight stuff if you want. No problem. All right. And I'll give him a silver. He looks it over and like, is very impressed. Oh, high rollers here. All right. All right. He goes into the back. He pulls out some fine glassware and starts pouring what seems to be a clear liquid into a glass. And he gives it to you. It's a very small shot glass. Thanks. So I don't drink it. I pick it up and walk back over to the guys and look at the board. Before you can make it there, a dirty old gnome wearing torn clothes climbs onto a table and a hush falls over the rowdy tavern. Someone whispers, Brackle's gonna talk in an odd tone. The three great worms were always at war. They warred in the beginning when they made the world. And they'll war over it again at the end. Sybaris, source of magic, was shattered into the sky. Kyber, master of secrets, was imprisoned under the earth. And Eberron, creator of life, now reigns over the world. But all will change soon. He starts looking over to you as you approach the board. The prophecy they warred over was written in the bones of the earth and the flesh of our people. And its words shall guide us to the end. With that, the gnome returns to his seat and closes his eyes. The tavern's patrons hesitate for a moment, absorbing the gnome's declaration before resuming to their spirited conversations. I wonder how often that happens around here. Yeah, I'll drink to that one. Word raises his drink and kind of... It's a bit. So you're left there with some of the crowd and you can see a couple more people have entered the tavern and are making their way to what seems to be the respective spots just as you make it to the board. You see three posted messages. A faithless scoundrel has stolen a relic from the Chapel of the Silver Flame. Visit Mother Joanna to assist. Speak to Bella for in the salvage market about entering the Grey to look for a missing scout. Fantastic, Erd. Thank you. Ring the scrapyard bell just after sunup for no questions asked cash job. Expect danger. So as we're like processing this, I take a, I take a sniff and a sip of that tiny drink. You feel a flush in your head immediately as this strong liquid hits you hard. This is some fine Carnathy gin and you haven't tasted the likes of this since you were in the Lazar principalities where some of the most finest stuff comes through. Mm, that takes me back. And um, I only drained about a third of it. So I say, hey, Garum, try this. Is it going to be better than my red sludge? Only you can decide that, my friend. And he gives him a wink. 
I take it and I toss the whole thing back. I knew you'd do that, but it'd be wasted on Erd, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. If the rush could be compared to graphs, it's twice as much. Math. <laughs> I immediately start swaying back and forth. Yeah, you start feeling woozy immediately. Erd looks over to Garum. Hmm, seems like that top shelf stuff might be worth the money after all. Instead of this, he kind of sludges the, the drink around. Crap here. Yeah, whatever. I'll finish it anyway. Still does it, Joe. Hey, do you want mine too? Yeah, sure. He's like double. He's now double fisting <laughs> both of them and going back and forth. It's always a good time with you guys, huh? Some things never change. <laughs> it does take me back. It seems like an appropriate reunion of sorts as you guys are tipping back various drinks here. It's a little different now, though. We're, uh, we've upgraded from scavengers to mercenaries. Bulletin board mercenaries. Still counts. Any of these things here wet your whistles? I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't got much going on anymore. And I kind of ran through a ran through a couple of things uh, over these past couple of years. And uh, uh, I'm looking for something here. I, I got Erd kind of empties out his pockets and has a couple pieces here and there. And you see him beaten up, and he's obviously been been through some stuff. Just being with you guys again is it's amazing and. Erd looks around and tries to see if he can identify that scream. Yeah, you can see some people are like, you know, roughing up some ladies in the back. They were dancing to some of the music and they stopped. So people are trying to get them going again. How? With pitchforks? Like, what was that scream? Yeah, they're just grabbing their dresses and stuff and like pulling them around, like really, really roughing them up. All right, I'll go over. Er Erd's going to go over too. And he, you see him kind of straighten up his black jacket, his braid kind of a little bit more too. And he puffs out his chest a little bit. I didn't want to get involved that quickly, but I follow behind him. It's different when it's ladies. It's always different. You always had a spot for them. So the group of guys see you come over and they're like, can you believe this? Pointing at the ladies that have stopped dancing. <laughs> believe what? We're here for some entertainment, so entertain us, lady. We all look over to her. You can see this lady seems to just, she's done. She wants to be done for the day, but they seem to just be coaxing her on more and more. So what's the problem? kind of look at her she kind of pipes up it's been a long day and these guys just want me to keep dancing to the music for them huh? i'm done i'm done you go on home i'll dance for these guys and the guys kind of look over to you who the heck do you think you are he's graph the magnificent have you seen him dance before his moves are amazing he'll enchant you more than she could ever i missed having a hype man heard kind of like pats him on the back and the guys are kind of like, what? is this some kind of joke? And, and you can see the lady starts taking the opportunity to start slipping away. You see Erd puff up his chest. Do you think I'm joking? Who are these new faces in town? What do, what do you think you're going to do? Come over here and stop our fun? And another little weaselly little uh, gnomish guy's like, yeah, we're just trying to get a little fun around here. Oh, the fun's just about to start. Erd looks over to Graf, like raises his eyebrows. You ready? And Graf just gives a tiny nod, like, of course. And the guys start puffing themselves up as well, too. Are you guys looking for a fight on our lands? On our grounds? This is our bar. We've been here all week. You guys are the first ones to say face in here. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Should should we step outside? And you hear some of the some of the smaller guys like, no, no, no. We don't want any trouble. We don't. And they, they start mucking amongst themselves, seeing how serious you guys are about this. So, Graf, why don't you show them some of your moves, huh? All right. All right. But for my next trick, I'll need a volunteer. Any of you guys brave enough? Bird looks around at all the guys around. 
what are you talking about? I don't like the looks of you. He's pointing at Graf with his orange eyes and little pointy horns. My friend, I'm offended. I put a lot of effort to look like this. Yeah, we don't get a lot of you guys around here. You guys? Yeah, look at this thing. He probably belongs in the Mornland. And you can see the little beady-eyed gnome is pulling back some of the bigger guys. All right, all right, all right. Enough fun for today. You haven't seen the last of us, buddy. All right, well, if you guys want to dance, just we're, we're right here. Yeah, whatever. And they walk off. Eh, I'm too good for this. You look over and you see one of the more recent patrons to enter the tavern is a stout dwarf with a thick red beard. He's accompanied by his wife and three kids. They're all covered in flour and smell of baked bread. They're sitting at a table and listening to some music when he leans over to you and says, Thank you, guys. Those girls put on a good show and those guys just don't know when to quit it. I see you guys were sniffing over the salvage board over there. You going to take some of that work or not? Unless you have something better for us, we might. Uh, just uh, to light a fire under your ass if you're going to do those jobs. There are other salvage crews around here. Kill for those things. It's not often you see that many jobs on the board and they go quick. Some of the best salvage crews around here will do those things in a, in a, in a snap of a finger. Salvage crews? Yeah, there's various groups of people out here that put together small ragtag groups of people and perform these jobs, get paid. Some, some people get patrons to, to supply their work. We just like to feed the crews. My family and I are the bakers of salvation. Who's the, uh, what's the name of the biggest group of, uh, what did you call them? Salvagers? Word around town is that the best salvage crew around salvation are the gray dogs. A lot of gray today. You guys notice that? Lots of gray? Seems to be some sort of theme around here. Hmm. Gray dogs, huh? Oh, yeah. Usually they're around these parts, but they haven't been around in a while. They're probably trying to finish up another one of their jobs. And let me tell you, they're... They like to buy some of my finest bread, so I always like to support them. Well, we can support you. How much for a loaf? My friends and I are hungry. For you guys, I can give you three loaves for two copper. That's a deal. Here's three. He's like surprised. He's like, I wasn't expecting to work right now and looks over to his wife. Honey, we got a job. And she sends the kids to go get some loaves. What do children dwarves look like? <laughs> <laughs> like even stouter dwarves. They're like tadpoles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys are all right. We'll get us a snack, and then we'll grab one of these jobs. Which one of those looked best to you, Garam? Well, one of them involved going to the chapel, and so I would like to stay well away from that. Valid. Cash would be nice, but ringing the bell after sunup for a no-questions-asked job seems kind of odd. One of the reasons I came here was because I was so interested in the morning, and uh, I'd be interested to go inside and take a look. So I might be leaning towards that finding the missing scout. We have our first vote. What about you, Erd? I trust Garam wherever he wants to go. That's fine with me. I kind of like this danger here, but hmm, save that for another day. Something tells me danger won't be hard to find. Let's try the gray. Sounds good for me. I'm in. So we rip down the post. Or you know it, the three dwarven children have come back, each carrying a loaf. Uh, here you go, here you go. And they hand them to each one of you guys. Thank you, small tadpole. You guys sure bake fast around here, as Erd looks at the loaf. These are from our shop. Erd inspects the loaf. What does it look like? Is it Does it look delicious, or is it kind of ramshackle? Or? The loaf looks very humble. It's a small, round, like, dome of bread. Very basic. Is it gluten-free? Ah, uh, graph. So picky with their top-shelf crap. 
or rips the loaf in half and just kind of takes a piece and shoves it in his mouth and starts chewing on it. <laughs> Have you ever tasted sawdust before? Nerd has not tasted sawdust. The loaf tastes pretty good. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Erd hasn't eaten a meal like this in a while. He's, again, on <laughs> dire straits and hard times. He's eating quite ravenously. I'm going to buy him a drink. Oh, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for. Now, wait. Oh. You don't get it until you promise me that you savor it. Savor? How, how for tonight is a special night, my friends. We're unbelievably lucky to be here right now. And I hand him this tiny shot glass of clear liquid and just look him in the eye real close and say, slow. Slow. As you see his hands start to tremble and like he tries to, to bring it up and pour it in his gullet, you see like his life <laughs> actions of just pouring this thing down his his his, his throat and he locks eyes with, with, with Graf and takes the smallest sip and almost inhales it with his, with his breath. Oh. He's taken aback by the taste. His, you can see the neurons in his brain connecting. He's never had a taste like this across his palate before. And, oh, Graf, I see why you, oh, I see why you spend a little bit more. This is enjoy, my friend. Downs half of it. Oh man, wow! Thank you. This is amazing. And you see it rushing, and you kind of see him start stooping a little bit too. Enjoy it now, because we're going into the gray. Can see the bartender kind of speak up. He's like, I thought you newcomers would be lightweights. Usually that stuff knocks down some of my finest clientele. We're, We're not, not your, your normal clientele. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Six years and we're still speaking each other's language, my friend. You know what's up. What is it? The rabble, ramble, rattle? What the fuck did you say on that train? The rabble. The rabble. Bartender like kind of overhears this. The rabble, huh? Should I add that to the book of salvage crews? You have a record of all the different salvage crews? Crews like to come in here and brag about trying to get all sorts of different salvage from the Mornland, see who can bring back the most stuff. It's kind of like a in-house game we got going on here. You can add it to the book, but I imagine fairly soon you won't need a book. I think you just move our name up to the top right now. <laughs> if we can handle these drinks, we can handle any mission on your little board over there. I like your spunk, let me tell you that. A lot of people who do come in here and tell me their names and salvage crews. It's the last time anyone's ever heard of them. Exciting stuff. Does that mean they move to the bottom of the ranking? They just get a footnote in my book. At this point, a female walks in. She's has a thick leather apron and she's got soot all over her face and hair. She has a, her blonde hair tied back in a bun and she straddles up to the bar and she's like, Reeson, give me some of the strong stuff. Sorry, sold it all to these guys. And she looks over to you guys. Erd, Erd grabs his drink and just kind of and throws it behind himself. <laughs> ah, shit. I just finished a whole day forging some gauntlets and I just wanted to have a nice, cool Carnathy gin. Who the hell are these guys? And the bartender leans over. The rabble, apparently. Erd looks her dead in the eyes. The rabble, officially. We're just some thirsty gentlemen, milady. She looks you up and down. How long do I have before I have to forget that name? You're not going to forget it anytime soon. You'll remember it. Everyone around here will remember it. Doesn't shift his gaze off of her eyes at all. She kind of looks back over her shoulder at Reeson, the bartender, and looks back to you guys. All right, so you say. Let me tell you. I'm listening. What do you need? A lot of people need some gear if they're going into the gray. Better question is, what do you have? 
most of it comes from the gray. I get to reforge it to back to working order. You'd be surprised what has lasted four years in that place. Some of that stuff has been devoid of rust or any sort of mildewing or cracking. It's, it's quite strange. Things have been preserved. P preserved? Isn't it, has, hasn't it been a couple of years? Why, why would that happen? That's half of us are trying to figure that out while the other half are just trying to profit off of it. <laughs> I just like to work with some of the most strange, mysterious wares. Let me tell you, people have brought back the most strangest stuff, but most of that can be found in the salvage yard. What's the weirdest thing you've built? The weirdest thing I've built is this claw mechanism that can be strapped to a weapon and permanently fused together. It's almost like a warforged gauntlet, if you will. Uh, how much for that? I don't have any of those. I've only had one request to make something like that. Who'd request a thing like that? Oh, she's one of our biggest patrons here in Salvation. Her name's Irulian, and she likes to have all sorts of things at her disposal. She owns half the salvage yard. Sounds like someone good to know. I'm sure you guys might come across her. Is there anything you could uh, let us try out, you know? Uh, anything you could uh, demo for us? I'm a bit short of uh, cash at the moment, but, uh, you know, uh, we could spread your name around here a little bit more and get you a bit more business if you uh, demo your wares a little bit. You can tell she's unimpressed. We don't do things up front. There's only one group I do that for, and that's the Grey Dogs. We trust them around here. Or kind of last. What does it take to get your trust around here? Looking at all the the, the ramshackle people, the the people passed out on the bar, puking, drunk, getting in fights. Seems like no one's trustworthy around here. If you want to gain my trust, one, try to do some of those jobs on the board for salvation. Two, come back alive. And three, don't fuck up. Speaking of coming back alive, when's the last time you saw the gray dogs? He just like stares at her. I haven't seen them in a while. I'm sure recent here has probably seen them in the past couple days. If not, maybe their patron at the salvage market has seen them. Not everyone always likes to hang around these bars or go to the blacksmiths or some people just like to do business. What's your name? I'm Becca. Becca? I've never heard a name like that before. What's your name? Becca. Do you have a quiver of arrows? I can get you a quiver of arrows. If you don't mind, they'll have pieces of armor as their tips. I've had to cut out various breastplates and plate mail and reforge them into arrowheads. As long as it's sharp enough to go through stuff, we're good. Oh, they're sharp. And she hands over the quiver of arrows that she has strapped on her back. That'll be one gold crown. And do make sure you come back alive. I always enjoy the business. Look at Garum. All right. Big spender. Are we done here? Shall we uh, take a, begin our mission? I feel well lubricated enough to do it. Uh... Let's see, we make our way. Let's do it. As always, Erd leaves nothing to the imagination. Yeah, Erd Ur is a little drunk, and we look over to Garum and say, what does that damn thing say again? What are we supposed to do? We are to find a missing scout who has gotten lost in the gray. We need to speak to someone in the salvage market. Who are we supposed to speak to? Ugh. Is that, are those L's or F's? Bellalure? You realize Erd had been reading the paper wrong. Bellafour, even though they're I, clearly the same letter. <laughs> <laughs> Bellalure. Uh, so we need to go to Bellalure. Garum, lead the way. Salvage market. Find Bellalure. Talk about entering the gray to find a scout. All right, we got this. As we leave, I uh, shout over to the barkeep. Where would we find the salvage market? Reason leans over the bar. Keep heading down first, Dav. You can't miss it. 
Surprised a place like this has names for the streets. Erd goes up to the bartender. Can we can we have one for the road? Erd, come on. All right. After spending a rousing time together where you're reunited for the first time after six years, you feel a moment of inspiration as you are about to embark on your quest. At this point, you all receive a hero point. A player can spend a hero point whenever they make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. The player can spend the hero point after the roll is made, but before they know whether they're successful or not. Spending the hero point allows the player to roll a d6 and add it to the d20, possibly turning failure into a success. A player can only spend one hero point per roll. In addition, whenever a character fails a death saving throw, the player can spend one hero point to turn the failure into a success. Is a hero point the same as an inspiration? No. It, it has those added benefits of rolling a d6, especially after you roll. Cool. Awesome. I love it. The salvage market occupies a large dirt floor warehouse. Several salvage brokers, or their proxies, stand behind armored counters haggling over prices. Bellalure, a goblin trader, is known for her shrewd mind and the ironclad nature of her deals. Her fine leather cloak sways as she moves around to deal with the customers crowded around her table. One of her ears is missing, giving her an odd lopsided look to match her lopsided grin. She obviously enjoys her work. My, my. You said there's a large crowd gathered around her table? People come and go. People go up to various stalls, look over their wares. Some people are dropping stuff off that they might have just brought in from the gray. This is daily business here in the salvage market. You can easily make your way up. I make my way up. I ask, are you Bella Lure? You can see her. She's finishing up. Yeah, yeah. Two silver for that. Yeah, see her tomorrow. And she looks over. Ah, oh, look at you. I hand her the slip of paper. Ah, ha, ha, ha. She grabs it. Finally, I was waiting for someone to get to this. I've had this thing up now for almost a day, and no one has responded to it. Well, here we are. I'm glad the three of you have shown up. Let's get to it business. I like that. So let me tell you about this lost scout. It's a goblin named Garunda. She's all covered in runic tattoos. She entered the Mornland uh, on one of my jobs. You see, I hire out various folks, kind of like what you're doing now. She scouted a path along the lightning rail. You know, follow the pyramid conductor stones that you probably came into Salvation on and just keep heading into the gray. There's a bunch of depots along the way. I just told her to check out and strip some of the best depots you could find. I can offer you guys 10 gold each if you are willing to go and find her whereabouts. I'd really love it if you could find her. She's one of my best scouts. You can see she starts tending to some things on her table really quick. How long has she been missing? Uh, almost about 10 days now. Hmm. Why was she going into the gray in the first place? What was she looking for? She was scouting the depots. Yeah, this guy's listening. It's probably those keen ears you have. Okay, but like... Tell us more. Ten days is a long time. That's why I'm hiring you guys to go find her. Usually she's back around eight. You know, it takes a while to go in, pick off some metal parts, find, you know, fight off some of the savage beasts. She's done it two times, maybe three. I've lost count. Sometimes people don't even come back after the first time. So when you got someone coming back two times, they're keepers. So that's why she's worth 30 gold. Absolutely. Seems like she's worth a bit more to you. Uh, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? 30 gold to go into the gray? 
for somebody who hasn't been here in 10 days. She's one of my best scouts. She starts getting a little bit defensive about it. Well, she's one of your best scouts. Seems to be worth a bit more than 30. Bird puffs up his chest, looks at her. Would you like to investigate further? Yeah. Are you trying to investigate or are you trying to intimidate? You could also do charisma persuasion if you wanted to. Your choice. The charisma persuasion. Yeah, charisma persuasion. Why not? It's not going to work well for me, but Erd would try it anyway. Are you trying to persuade her or intimidate her? He's trying to, he's trying to persuade her to pay a little bit more. Three. Wouldn't you want someone going after you if you did them a good job? I think what my friend here is trying to say is that she's been there for 10 days in the gray. We have no trail. We don't really know where we're going. You got to give us something else to get in there and help if we have any chance of finding her. 10 gold. 10 gold's a lot per person. This is, I don't make that I, stuff. I don't uh, I don't mean money. I mean I mean give us information, give us a better di- better directions. She's only going to be hanging around the depots. That was her job, that was her mission and she sticks to it. You can follow the lightning rail st- conductor stones right into the gray and just keep heading on straight in. I'm sure you'll find a depot or two along the way. I understand. I apologize. I've stopped thinking of it as what used to be Sire. I understand now. Hmm. Sire, I guess. I haven't heard. We don't normally use that name around here. It's at this point where the three of you sort of recognize, yeah, this was Sire, your home nation. So what do you say? Are we Are we in for it? We'll find her. I look over to her and just like, what brought you here? Why, why, why are you still here? What, what, what keeps you around these parts? Look at this stuff she's pointing around her, whereas th- this stuff is, is liquid gold. The nation's jewels filled with all sorts of treasures and glory, and now it's just ripe for the taking. Ripe for the taking? Erd kind of looks around. If we do this for you, will there be more of these uh, jobs in the future? Maybe more lucrative ones? She grins a cracked tooth yellow grin. <laughs> I have many people that I support as a patron. And I would love to support any who are willing to come back. And that's the thing. You find anything in there you want to bring back as well? I'll find a right price for it. We move stuff here, left and right, here in Salvation. Erd kind of nods his head. Now you're speaking my language. I think we have all we need, shall we? You'll see us back again soon. Let's get moving. Have that next job ready for us. Remember, Garunda. Her hair's about this long. She's got a goblin tattoo on her shoulder. Bravery against danger in Goblin. Can any of you read Goblin? Ah, not a big deal. Read what? Goblin Ruins. If we find multiple female lost goblins with tattoos on their shoulder and runes. Only bring back the one that says bravery against danger. <laughs> she laughs at her poor joke. You know what, Bellalur? I like you. We'll be back soon. Is there anything else that we need while we're here, or are you guys ready to go? Unless you need another shot of liquid courage, I say we do it. Maybe a bottle for the road? That barkeep wasn't keeping up with me. I just look at Erd and I'm like, you can't afford a bottle. Touche. Maybe one day the salvage market would be a worthy place to scour through, but right now you're looking to line your pockets to do some heavy spending. So we'll follow the lightning rail and the depots to get over. You could easily follow the lightning rail conductor stones that are lined, you know, 10 feet apart from each other. So we'll start walking in that direction and Graf's just like, so have you guys gone in yet? I haven't been in since it was Sire, since our trip away from here. Yeah, this is my first time back in six years. But it can't be that bad, right? I mean, if these people are making a business out of going in and out and fetching scraps, then we'll be fine. I mean, we we, we came up around here. We, we know this area better than probably anybody. I mean, we probably got a leg up on these guys. 
Yeah, we were scavengers before it was cool. Are those faces? And Garum points up to the fog wall. Yeah, that one kind of looks looks like a face. Or it looks up to you. So today's the day you two grow in imagination? Come on. Yeah, a little bit of liquor makes my imagination expand a little bit more than normal. I'm just saying we may be from here, but we still need to be careful and keep our wits about us. The place we're from isn't here. Then where is it? Inside of us? No, it's just gone. Erd looks around at the rubble and just kind of all of a sudden things connect for him, realizing seeing Sire destroyed, seeing salvation, everything just a shadow of itself. He's now connected the dots, realizing this world isn't what, what he left, what what his group left, and uh, kind of remembering the mourning and all the people dying. and It's a bit more quiet than he is and a bit more sullen than he is normally. Grumbles to himself. And as you're walking through town, the pieces start forming in your mind. And you're looking around Salvation as you're t- talking about the job ahead and the fog that lays before you. And the corner of a building, is that is that from Kalazard? The, and over there, is that is that an Easton support line? And over there, Metro had, had these spiral pipes. You can see Salvation is stitched together from pieces of Sire, your home country, your home nation. If this place is a Salvation of sorts, it's a twisted one that you aren't sure represents your hopes and dreams anymore. Outside Salvation, a titanic fog bank extends like a cliff wall along the border of the Mornland. As you approach it, the fog churns into ominous shapes, screaming faces, collapsing buildings, and outstretched hands. Explosions flash within the gloom, but no sounds are heard. You're standing outside the fog. I I don't know, guys. Uh... I'm having second thoughts about this. This is kind of different than what I'm used to. It's not what I expected. How close are we to the the like wall itself? 100 yards. Well, I guess I guess this is it. I start walking forward. I start walking too and I got nothing else to lose. I mean, we got to make some coins somehow and I'm at the end of my rope here. You know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this is still our land. And he just walks forward. Maybe it's just a little bit different than the way we left it. Maybe there's still something beyond this fog, behind this wall. Maybe there's still pieces of what we knew. You step into the gray. This is Season 1 of Eberron Chronicles, Oracle of War, DM'd by Alex LaFerrier, played by Andrew Gallagher, Ian Selig, and John Selig, and is an Orange Eyes creative work. This is one chapter of Episode 1, The Nightland, by Sean Merwin, written as a D&D Adventurers League campaign. Influence this game and story at eberronchronicles.com. Tune in next week when our adventurers encounter. You know that this is some crazy amalgamation of magic that has taken the sand underneath the dirt and has forced it 
through the ground, crystallizing it. You see those things, right? You can see Graf just like one eye twitches slightly, and that's it. And the black essence is just filled with electricity. I don't like the smell of this. Graf doesn't say much for a few minutes, but then just says quietly, stay together. Subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Email the show directly at speakingstone at eberronchronicles.com. We really do read every email from the fans. You are our dragon shards and keep this show powered. 